Hey friends, I am so excited for today's episode. We are talking about positive body image, what exactly it is, and how do we get there? How do we get there even if we don't particularly like all parts of our bodies? Is liking and loving our body a requirement of having positive body image? And if that feels really, really far away, this episode is going to be just pure gold for you because I know by the end of it, you're going to have some tactical, some clear steps to take to feel more empowered in your body, even if it doesn't match what we wish it did or what our culture asks it to look like. Positive body image is possible even when we don't feel great about our bodies. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. I'm super excited because I have my friend, my coworker, Dr. Erica Castleberry. Guys, she's been on the show before. We did an episode about mid-year last year on body image, and it's actually my number two downloaded podcast episode of the entire year. So I know today is going to be an awesome follow-up to that and carry on the conversation that we started. Dr. Erica Castleberry, she's a psychologist and therapist. She has been treating eating disorders and body image, anxiety, OCD, depression, and interpersonal concerns for years. Guys, I've worked with her. We've shared several clients, and she's just an incredible asset to our community. Her main treatment modality is cognitive behavioral therapy. Therapy, which you'll really see pop up today in our interview, where she likes to explore the influence of thoughts and behaviors on our emotional well-being. She co-founded Castleberry and Associates with her brother, which I'm going to link her contact information in the show notes because she does have some exciting news at the end of the episode. So be sure you tune in all the way. The reason I connect so well with Erica is because she values physical fitness and body image the same way I do. And we know that we can enjoy exercise. We can learn to live comfortably in our bodies without necessarily liking all of it. And she just jams out with me on this topic. So it's going to be a really great episode today. This is all a part of our power plan kickoff series of the year. This month, every week, I'm bringing you guys some foundational tools to lay to set you guys up for a healthy year, your healthiest year yet. First episode, we talked about pulling in the element of faith into your journey and your walk. Last week, we talked about three nutrition non-negotiables. Like when it comes to nutrition, what is essential? What do we have to have? And if you missed that one, definitely flip back to last week's episode because it's going to give you some homework and some really tactical things to get started when it comes to setting up your meals and your food, your snacks, your plate, all of it. Next week, we're going to be talking about exercise. Oh, I love me some exercise, but I think today's episode is a great foundational discussion that's going to set the platform for next week's episode. So I'm really excited for you guys. Um, before we dive in, if you guys are wanting more on this topic, be sure to check out my ebook, Beat Body Bullying. It can be found on my website, jessbrownrd.com. And if you're wanting to dive in deeper to that whole picture, like the whole thing, your relationship with food, getting a better understanding of what you do need to eat, reconnecting with your hunger and satiety cues, and really getting your health vision in alignment with what you want, not what culture says it should be. If you're ready to get rid of all that, that Food Foundations e-course is awesome and ready for you girls. When you go check it out, justbrownrd.com, click on courses, enter Fuel My Awesome for $50 off. And actually my ebook comes with the course for free. So does the fuel plan. You get your customized fuel plan all in that one beautiful package. It's ready to go for you girls. So 
Without further ado, let's dive into this incredible conversation with Dr. Erica Castleberry. What's up, food friends? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jazz, and if you're new here, I'm so happy you are here. I am a body bully warrior, food freedom guru, nutrition nerd with a capital R-D. Get it? For registered dietitian. (laughs) I am here to help you become an empowered eater. I'm dishing out nutrition fun with a side of science as we learn how to let go of guilt and that all or nothing mentality. I am in your corner cheering you on because I know you have this inner awesome and we just need to fuel it right. We need to fuel it with the right food, the right mental thoughts, the right relationships. I'm here to fuel your awesome with the nutrition info that supports you, empowers you, mental strength training, and confidence that radiates regardless of your body shape. You know you hold an inner awesome and I know you know this because you're here. You downloaded this podcast, you're listening, you're tuning in. So if you're ready to be the healthiest version of yourself, here we go. Food freedom means food is just food and you can channel that energy you used to use to obsess about food in your body. Now we take that energy and we can channel it towards serving your purpose, your family, your work, your inner awesome. It's so crazy how there's this ripple effect when we allow ourselves to be the healthiest version of ourselves. Our family feels it, our work feels it. Girls, the world needs it. I'm stoked to be in your corner. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at JustBrownRD or check out all my resources, JustBrownRD.com. All right, Superwoman, are you ready to channel that inner awesome? We're going to take it up to the next level. Let's dive into today's show. Okay, Erica, I am so excited to have you back on today. So it was probably mid-2020, I dropped an episode on um, what I called the body image spectrum, which is this spectrum of body image ranging from like negative body image, moving into like body tolerance, into body appreciation, and ending at this place of body neutrality. And you and I were at breakfast the other day, and you introduced this new concept to me, which made me realize I have only had half of the conversation and we need to have a whole nother conversation on something called positive body image, which is its own world, its own construct. And really, I think the key for moving to from like body dysmorphia, from body struggles, from body, um, you know, not liking it to this place of empowerment and feeling good in your body. So I am really excited to have this discussion with you today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited as well. It's really good stuff. Uh, Guys, we were talking, we're preparing for this today and we're so excited. We kept talking faster and faster about it. And so our goal is to try to like be a little bit calm and talk to you guys today. Yeah. (laughs) We'll (laughs) see if we can do it. (laughs) We get so excited about this. So this, this idea of positive body image, um, like what does that mean for you in your life and how does that show up in your day-to-day routine? That's a great question. So you and I both work with people that are really struggling with negative body image, right? And so this construct is an exciting one. It helped me realize it's okay to love exercise. It's okay to enjoy feeling pretty and to have self-expression through clothing or makeup or whatever you enjoy. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're doing something pathological. And so that's what we're kind of discovering through this construct of positive body image. I love that. Yeah, you know, you sent me some research before we um, sat down to record this. And I have to tell you, reading it really, it gave me a lot of peace and almost permission to like just almost be me. So I, those of you who know me, I'm super girly. I love to shop. Like Clothing. <laughs> yeah. Jewelry. All of it. I yeah, mean, my gra- my grandma, when she was... um. She passed away from cancer, but like up until the day she died, she wore heels and red lipstick. It was just a self-expression. Yeah, it's who she was. And I kind of feel like I'm, I always like carry a little bit of Grandma Lola in that sense. Like 
I could have a sick day and I'll still put makeup on. And it has nothing to do with like my lack of self-esteem. Rather, it's just how I choose to take care of myself. And I think for a while I'd have been questioning, like, is is that an insecurity? Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. What does it mean Yeah. about my self-esteem? Yeah, exactly. But this article that you shared with me, ooh, so good, gave me permission and language to explain that it is okay, right? It is. It is okay. That it's its own thing. It's its own thing. So guys, we're going to dive into this topic of body positive body image. So not just looking at what is negative body image and how to move away from that, but what is positive body image. But before we define that, I want to talk a little bit about body image threats. I mean, you probably see this, Erica. All the time. Like what kind of stuff do you see pop up in the people you work with? Well, you know, almost, I mean, if you really are struggling with negative body image, almost anything can take you there to where you feel threatened in your body image, right? And remember, body image is a construct in your mind. It's a representation of your body, not how your body actually looks, just so we clarify that point again. But threats to your body image would be someone teasing you about your weight, or I guess it could be teasing you about anything about your body, right? Mm -hmm. So we often, you and I tend to focus on weight issues a lot because our clients tend to, Mm -hmm. Um, but it could be almost anything about the body, I suppose. It's uh, definitely media messages, social media, and the the broader media, the messages about how people are supposed to look to be proud of themselves, to have self-esteem. So that thin ideal So any kind of advertisement that a person saw about that could definitely be a body threat. It can come from your own family, right? You know, where people are in your, in your circle and your family and your friends are talking too much about shape and size and what one's body should look like. So putting rigid definitions on beauty, Mm -hmm. right? Those are all threats to body image. Yeah. When you say that, it makes me think of um, something I always talk about with my clients because I think it's important to know what these threats are because then we can identify them and deconstruct them a bit but i always joke like nobody is hungry or feels good about themselves after a victoria's secret commercial pops up on the screen right right, 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 and there's things like that that i think sometimes we don't even pick up on but they're everywhere so you said media which is huge advertisements being teased about weight um, being told to go on a diet one of the things the article listed, which I thought was cool, is they noted that a body image threat is someone conversing with someone who engages in body talk. Yeah, a lot of body talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to go on a diet. Or, oh, did you see my how my thighs look in this? Or, you know, stuff like that, that mm-hmm. really is um, reducing a person's self-respect. Other threats that might pop up are just being weighed, like at the doctor's office. Um, or certainly clothes. Yeah. yeah clothing size sizing on clothes on clothing yes yeah especially when those stinkers change it right yes <laughs> Which it's not consistent do. for women is it no one of my favorite uh, workout companies swears they didn't change their sizing but I think they did because I go in there and I, w- I can still fit in the pair of pants that I had you know from five six years ago but the new pants in that same size they don't don't fit you no what company is it? Are you I gonna, can't are say. You gonna I dish? No, no, I no, can't. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> I want to keep my friends here. Right? <laughs> so we have these body image threats, and they come in from all different angles and areas, family, trusted people, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. we don't know, social media, and they put us in this position to question ourselves. Mm-hmm. But this idea of positive body image is really like developing a resiliency, right? A resiliency. I love that word. Oh, yes. But moving to like resiliency from these threats and being able to, you know, really be unfazed by these threats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So let's jump into what is positive body image. And this definition comes from a 2015 journal article, and that citation will be linked, right, Jess? Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes for you guys. Okay, so here we go. An overarching love and respect for the body that allows individuals to appreciate the unique beauty of their body and the functions that it performs for them. So there's this emphasis on function. Mm Mm-hmm. To accept and even admire their body, including those aspects that are inconsistent with idealized images. So somehow you're finding a way to appreciate your own unique body, that it doesn't have to look like the standard or everyone else's, right? I was actually talking about this with one of my coworkers yesterday, and he was like, well... What, what would be an example of that? You know, how does, and I was like, well, a mom who's had a baby, mm-hmm. you know, our stomachs are not the same. Right, right. And so part of that is like, when I look at my stomach and it's stretched out and it's got, you know, marks on it, it's like accepting, oh, I actually think that's beautiful because I grew my it baby. Was, yeah. What function did that yes. serve? Right. Yep. Okay. So next to feel beautiful, comfortable, confident, and happy with their body which is often reflected as an outer radiance or glow. So I love this one. This means including in our definition of beauty, things like confidence, like a person's inner shine, right? That there's something about them that that shines through. And it's Mm -hmm. not just about the body per se. I, this is my favorite yeah, piece of the definition because they they literally said glow. So yeah, a glow, glow, right? Well, how often do you get glow in a, in a definition of something? In an right? academic in journal. In an academic journal, yeah. I loved it because I think that's something most people can relate to is like you, we all know those people that they yeah. walk in and regardless of what they look like, yeah. there's an aura to You're them, You're just right? like, wow, this person has a presence, yes, right? That's I think that's what that part's talking about. Yep. And then so next, to emphasize their body's assets rather than dwell on their imperfections. Oh my gosh, I do this exercise with clients all the time where, you know, I say, are you looking in the mirror and just pointing out, trying to find what's wrong? And then, you know, all you can see after a while is what's wrong. I said, we could do that with anything. If you take my office, if you just look around at first glance, what do you think? And people say, oh, it's pretty nice. It's cozy. I say, okay, now I want you to look for everything that might be out of place or wrong or just kind of ugly. And so they start doing it. And I'm like, now can you unsee those things you know so when we overemphasize what's wrong which we tend to do that about a lot of things but we don't want to be doing with the body we want to ask what's right i what's here to appreciate wait i gotta park there for a second because that is so true i mean you you get fixated on those imperfections i do that in my kitchen because (laughs) your kitchen yeah. yeah i like i have we bought this new house two years ago and the kitchen is it's gorgeous that was the reason we bought the house but um in there, there's like a few things. Like I broke one of the cabinets over. Oh no! <laughs> I, I like ran into it and just snapped the thing. It was. I was like quite. I was like, well, I guess I must be stress or um strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now I can see the crack, and so every time I sit on my bar, I see that crack, and it's like it stands out to you now, doesn't yes. it? Mm-hmm. I can't unsee it, but. It's so true. I, I'm missing the beauty of the whole kitchen just by so focusing on that I crack. think to, to do that, we, we learn to step back again and say, okay, but what's good about this kitchen? Mm-hmm. What's good about this body? And, and stepping back, taking a, a bird's eye view again and not just zeroing in on something that we don't like. I love okay, that. Okay, so next, interpret incoming information in a body protective manner whereby most positive Positive information is internalized, and most negative information is rejected or reframed. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. Wow. So that, I mean, that's not easy to do. If you get some kind of somebody insults you, mm-hmm. 
you know, that means you're somehow taking that and you're putting it into a context. Well, they were having a bad day and, you know, maybe they don't feel so good about themselves. So they're insulting me. You're somehow finding a way to diminish the threat in your own mind. And then you might be recalling all of the times that you've gotten positive feedback. Right. Yeah. 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 Wow. I love that. It's really not taking it personal. Yeah. Right? And not personalizing everything that's said about us, which is so true. I mean, you know this, that a lot of times when people are saying things to us, it's a projection of their own insecurity. Right. As Usually opposed, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's not really about yeah. us. Yeah. When people are mean and ugly, it says a lot about them, a lot more about them than it does about the target of their ugliness. Right. right? That was a game changer for me to find out. I mean... Because, you know, for years I did struggle with body image so, so terribly. And it was um, learning to not take it personal was something that was, one, hard, right? Because mm-hmm, I'm a, such mm-hmm. a people pleaser. But two, once I didn't, it's so freeing. Yeah. You're like, oh, them talking about the discomfort in their body and pointing out how their clothes don't fit has nothing to do with me, right? Or pointing right. out that they don't like my out, nothing to do with me. Right. It's, it's their own insecurity that's coming through. It's their own stuff. Yeah. I love that. It also makes me think of, there was this great therapist I worked with one time. um, This was years ago, but she had this visualization where she wanted you to imagine like walking into a place. And if you knew there was going to be someone that triggered, um, like had any of those body image triggers or body image threats, she wanted you to imagine like yourself walking in with a bubble around you. And like you got to choose what came through the bubble and like what didn't. That's great. I yeah. loved it. I mean, I'm so visual that I could. Yeah, I've off, I've used that one or I've heard of that one, I should say. What I use more is like a Teflon skin. Like try to imagine you have Teflon on you and these ugly things are just going to, they might hit and then they slide off. But I think the other part of that is to, to validate for oneself. And this will bring us to another concept here. We'll, we'll Mm -hmm. go into to be able to validate for oneself. Sometimes things hurt. Yeah. And that of course you, you know, somebody is mean to you or insults you. It's going to sting a bit. I don't think we can be completely immune from those Mm -hmm. things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but that brings us to this concept that they're talking about. That's part of, positive body image, which is body image flexibility. That This is a tough one. And this is an advanced concept because what it means is the ability to hear, accept, and sit with negative feelings or thoughts about oneself. We, I mean, it could be about one's body in the case of body image, right? But I mm-hmm. think more broadly speaking, when we have flexibility, we're able to sit with negative feelings of all kinds and we don't try to avoid them at any cost when we try to avoid pain at any cost what happens oh we we drive ourselves crazy yeah we might at the worst case of it we might develop some kind of disorder right Right. like obsessive compulsive disorder which is behind anorexia Mm -hmm. or a lot of things right Mm -hmm. we might be doing things at any cost to avoid painful feelings and thoughts yeah, I, I love the emphasis on accepting it and not necessarily reacting to it. Not ne- so Right, that's the other part of it. So mm-hmm. you might accept your feelings. You might notice how it feels. You might decide you can tolerate the feeling, and then you commit to healthy action. Like what's next, right? What the is next? next? Right thing. Yeah. So they said the women that they studied that had uh, body image flexibility were able to then get a massage or go for a walk or call a friend. Right. They, they offered self-compassion. And then they engaged in some kind of self-care. And I think this is so important, especially, you know, we're, we're recording this right now. It's before Christmas and the episode, I think it'll drop mid-January. Um, but this is a time period where people feel uncomfortable yes. in their bodies because yes. it, for some of us, you do gain weight over the holidays because we indulge and we have fun and our schedules are off. Um, and for other people, it's really just like having foods out of the norm that makes them feel like their body's changing. Right. But it's like this... 
this time period in which we are forced to like sit in some of the discomfort of our body. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, okay, am I going to react to this discomfort, this possible change in my body during the holiday season with negativity, beating myself up, telling me I did it wrong, restriction, disordered behavior, or am I going to kind of say, okay, this isn't, I don't feel my best, but I'm worth more than this present moment in my body. And I'm just going to, maybe I'll work out tomorrow, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to work out maybe tomorrow, but more importantly, I'm not going to do it any, any kind of destructive way. I'm mm-hmm. not going to overwork out and hurt myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go on some kind of crazy extreme diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tolerate it, know that it's temporary, and then I'm going to move on. Right. Wow. That is hard to do, <laughs> but it is possible, right? It's, it's the road to freedom. It is. It is. I actually sat with a, a young girl yesterday who's in this place right now. She's about to go on a two-week vacation. And she's like, Jess, I'm not going to work out for two weeks. She works out quite a bit. She's like, I'm not going to work out for two weeks. And I just, I know my body is going to change. Like, I'm not going to be as strong at the end of this two weeks. Yeah, you can start to lose some endurance or some strength, right? And I said, sure, but you'll get back, right? Like, you'll come back and then next Monday you'll start again, right? How much does it matter? Yes. But to her, it's like sitting in that two-week distress is really difficult. And so this concept of body image flexibility is suggesting that we don't necessarily need to change the negative emotion. Like I or run away from it. Yes. We don't have to change it. We don't have to run away from it. We can allow it to be there. Yeah. Like it's okay to just not feel as great in your body. Yeah. And everyone has that experience sometimes, men Mm -hmm. and women. Mm -hmm. Men and women, by the way, are similar, have a similar experience of positive body image. When they have it, it looks the same in both men and women. Oh, that's cool. And that makes sense. The other thing I think we didn't explicitly say, but I think it's worth saying, is that body image flexibility probably does, like you're saying, allow for... Uh, the body to change and for us to still love it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things they, they touched on too in this article was that research shows that women, as we age, we actually get better at doing this. Mm-hmm. We become We more, better. <laughs> yeah, we, we can start to respect ourselves in a much broader way mm-hmm. and be happy with ourselves, even though the body is changing dramatically, right? As we age, as we go through the different decades. Yeah, they actually, just adding to that, I remember that line in this article because it, it said um, body image improves, positive body image improves with age, which I thought, yes, and I can feel that, right? Like going in 30s and 40s, I hear 50s, you just don't care anymore, right? But that wasn't um, mimicked in body dissatisfaction. So they actually found body dissatisfaction changes were completely unrelated to age. So in other words, you might have more of a positive body image, but still find some dissatisfaction with your body. Yeah, yeah. Let's normalize that too. I think we didn't talk about this Mm -hmm. yet, but they found that positive body image is not the mirror image of negative body image. Mm. So what that means is you can have a positive body image. You can be respecting yourself. You can be engaging in healthy behaviors and you might still have parts of yourself that you don't like. And that's pretty normal in an appearance obsessed culture like ours, isn't it? Yes, it's so normal. And I, I think that there's so much permission in that to be able to sit with, okay, I am going to take care of my body. I can respect my body. I can do things that demonstrate self-compassion and at the same time, not totally like everything about I my don't, body. Yeah, who loves everything about their body? <laughs> and I think people don't 
I think when we want to express self-confidence, we often try to gloss over that Mm -hmm. and hide that. But I think it's very real to say most of us have something we don't like. And wouldn't you agree that confidence is just owning some of the stuff we don't like and being like, yeah, that's a part of me that I don't like. Yeah, here I am. Here I am. Words and all, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it takes confidence to do that. It does. It does. And, you know... I think let's touch also on a a term that we we threw around maybe in there, which was self-compassion or Mm. self-kindness. Do your clients struggle with that concept? Oh, yeah. I think sometimes they feel it's um, like a a form of vanity or they feel selfish for focusing on themselves. You know, they don't want to draw that attention to themselves. They don't deserve the attention. So I've seen two things. I've seen either that, yeah, they think it's they're going to become somehow narcissists Mm -hmm. if they have self-compassion. Or they're going to be giving themselves permission to be total hedonists, right? That all all self-care means that you just sit on the couch and eat as many Doritos as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not really what self-compassion is about. I think self-compassion is just about extending the kindness to yourself that you might to someone else in terms of understanding when, when something's painful, understanding that life is messy and not perfect. Um, and what's interesting is this research in positive body image actually found that People that have positive body image actually take pretty good care of themselves. Mm -hmm. They do have good intuitive eating. They do tend to exercise. We'll get into that too in a minute because they like it, because of the challenge, because it's fun, because it feels good. Um, Not because they have to punish themselves for not looking a certain way. Well, and I think there's... I love that you said that because I'm thinking of some of the clients I'm working with right now who do love exercise and it is a form of self-expression and they actually get some pushback from other people where like some judgment, like how, how come you're doing that all the time? You know, there's almost like the other groups of the party are saying to them, like something's wrong with you that you enjoy that so much. And that's not, again, it could be a projection of their own stuff. It might be. Yeah. Number one, but number two, this is saying like, no, People who are in this positive body image space tend to do that and do it well. Right. Okay, so let's walk through the steps on how we can practice body image flexibility. So we got number one, aware of this negative emotion. Right. So so we assume something's happened, right? Mm -hmm. A trigger. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something's upset you. So you want to pause and become aware of your emotions. And some people don't ever practice doing that, right? It's hard because it's unpleasant. And we tend to want to avoid unpleasant emotions. Yeah, right. we don't like it. I mean, I mean, we don't like my it. kids, I don't like them to, you know, feel sad. I want to fix it, right? Yeah. But part of, I, at least I'm working on it, <laughs> like parenting is helping them navigate those negative emotions rather than just trying to fix it. Right. You don't want to just try to fix things right away. You want to understand what mm-hmm. the emotion is and where it's coming from um, and be able to sit with it and tolerate it to some extent. This is mindfulness. Right. And, yeah, yeah, and it's a doorway to give us more information. Like it, feelings and emotions, right? They're they're not negative ones. Aren't bad necessarily. They're just flat. Right, right. And I want to just throw out an important point here. I think you know we want to be careful that we're not acting on those negative emotions in a way that it's harming ourselves or someone else. If that's happening, then people need to seek extra support, like a you know a therapist, or if it's really bad, they go to the emergency room and ask for help because it does take some practice to be able to observe and sit with negative emotions without acting destructively. Right, right. right. And you have to have some of those basic things in place. Like, you got to practice it. Yeah, you got to be right. in a safe environment, right? You got to be not in a high anxiety right. state. Right. There are some other pl- pieces of the puzzle that need to be there. Thank but you. isn't that ironic that the pathway to greater health is to be able to be with negative emotions? It's yes. counterintuitive, isn't it? It is, but that's a, that's a great point. 
okay, so we're aware of this trigger. Uh, and like, let's, let's work through an example. So let's say someone goes to the doctor's office and gets weighed and they're told they've gained X amount of weight and they need to go on a diet. And so they feel upset. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us would. Yeah. But I think we have to understand that that's a normal reaction to that. Right. Okay, so sit, number, step one, sit with that negative emotion. Become aware of it. Step number two, purposefully practice self-kindness. Self-kindness. Saying, yeah, it's okay that you're feeling this. It doesn't mean you're broken. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's going to last forever. Oh, we didn't touch on that previously. That's good. Right? But I think part of having psychological flexibility, body image flexibility, is recognizing when we have a negative emotion, it's temporary. Mm-hmm. It's there to kind of inform us of something, and it, it's not going to stick around forever. And we have to be careful what conclusions we draw from it. Yeah, it's a wave. It's going to ride. It's a wave. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so purposefully practice self-kindness is step number two. Step number three is normalize. That, hey, other people would feel this way. And I love this step because this is really demystifying some of the shame. Yes. Like, who wouldn't feel crummy after being told they need to lose weight and that they've gained too much weight? Like, no, right. Nobody everyone, feels yeah. good about that in this culture. <laughs> right. 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 It's just, it feels icky. And then step number five is engage in self-care. And this is really that fork in the road that I think differentiates people who struggle with eating disorders and body dysmorphia. And and negative body image. And negative body image. Someone with negative body image is going to do, like they're going to say at any cost, no matter what it is to my health, I'm going to lose this weight. They might say, I'm comparing myself to all others in a very negative, uh, disrespectful way to myself. Um, And this is the only thing that matters Mm -hmm. for me to be able to be happy in my life is that I don't have this extra weight on. Those are very destructive kind of viewpoints. Right. So that would be the way not to go. So that would be we, the way not to go. Sorry. We, no, I had to I, throw that in I there. I think that, no, it's so good because how many of us do that? We we get overcome with that negative emotion and we're like, we got to fix this now. Or maybe obsessed even. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been there for sure. So instead of going to that place of obsession, we sit with the negative emotion and we engage in self-care. So what might that look like after someone leaves the doctor's office who's been told, you know, or they've heard you've failed and you, yeah. you need to lose weight? So it could look like a lot of things. They're going to be healthy things. It might be calling a friend and kind of chatting about it, a friend that you trust that is a safe person. It could be just going for a walk to deal with the negative emotions to kind of help process through them. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be anything that you do for self-soothing. It could be a hot bath. It could be getting a massage. It could be coming up with a plan for like, okay, maybe I've been, you know, kind of doing some things that are not working so well for me. And I'm going to gently and slowly kind of change that back to a bit of more intuitive eating. I love that. And a lot of folks who walk into my office, especially in January, are coming with that urgency of like, I need to get this weight off now. And isn't it the American way to want fast results tomorrow? Amazon right? Prime, baby, like yes. that. We've got yes. instant everything. Yeah, and it's a lot of the work with them is like, okay, let's take a breath. This isn't, you know, you didn't gain this weight in two days. We're not going right. to lose it in two days. Right. It's going to take time and just understanding that you're okay even where you're at. And then also remembering the other parts of yourself that mm-hmm. are important and that you still can love and respect yourself. That So again, people with positive body image are not overvaluing their appearance and their overall self-worth. Mm-hmm. 
So we have to come back to that because we have to have some other foundation to be healthy and happy in life besides just what we look like or it's never good. We're never going to be happy. Right? No, because we might attain the quote perfect body and perfect appearance and then we age. Well, how long is that going to last, <laughs> right? It doesn't last. It doesn't Our bodies last. are dynamic living organisms and they change across the lifespan or yes. across what's going on contextually. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so true. Yeah, so we have to be able to think bigger picture. And I know this article referenced spirituality as a oh yes, means let's for go there. That. Yes, I loved that it brought this up because I talk a lot on here about how our bodies are our values vessel. Like it's not just about our appearance; rather, it's our it's our vessel for interacting with people in the world and ultimately carrying out our purpose here. Yeah. So the research showed that people that had greater levels of attachment to God, they believed in God, and they could use spirituality as a way to cope with life. They had better body appreciation because they tended to see the body as a temple, right? Mm -hmm. Or as a gift from God. And mm -hmm. so the, if it's a gift from God, it's it's unique in purpose and it has to be respect. It should be respected, right? Right. And when it takes some of the ownership and puts it on a higher power, right? right? It's like, right. wait, if God designed me, how can I argue with God, the God of the universe <laughs> right. for how he designed right. me? It's like, I'm not solely responsible for what this body <laughs> looks like. There was a this al almighty, amazing creator yes. that... that did this, you know, he made my nose. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can I hate my nose if he made my nose? Right, right. Right. Yeah. There's so much power in that. And I think that is a piece that at least I've seen when clients pull that in. I know personally when I've pulled that in, it's been the missing piece in finding that ultimate trust in my body. Right. So we do need a connection to, you know, the higher power. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, so we've got that body image flexibility. Again, to recap, it's going to be we experience some sort of trigger, um, become aware of the negative emotion, purposefully practice self-kindness, normalize it. You're not the only one that would feel this way and be upset by this trigger and then engage in self-care. And that's that fork in the road where we can go to the obsession or we can choose to engage in self-care. So you're feeling a negative emotion, but you're not acting impulsively out of it that, to do something that would be ultimately damaging or destructive. Which me, powerful. I'm a, yes, so powerful. And I'm a big feeler. I mean, I've got big feelings. When I watch movies, I feel it to my core. I'm just a big, big feeler. And I think this is so important for people out there and listeners who are out there who relate to that. Those negative emotions can feel really, really big. Right. But we have to understand that they don't have to drive the bus. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, you want your emotions to kind of inform that something's happening for you, but it shouldn't be the whole story, right? You've right. got to remain in control of your behaviors and practice, learn to practice somehow stepping aside from your emotions and realize it's an experience you're having right in this moment it's not permanent yep okay so beyond body image flexibility is there anything else we can do erica that you pulled from this article that it, that are ways we can demonstrate positive body image yeah so you know the research showed that people that practiced uh self-compassion meditations really improved their positive body image that they challenged the thin ideal. So, you know, kind of being able to deconstruct that and find flaws in that, that, that people worship thinness um, and challenging that helps improve body image. What would that look like? Image. I'm just like thinking that, because that's a little bit of media literacy, right? Being aware that most of what we see 
on social media and on in magazines if anybody has magazines, magazines anymore, anymore. <laughs> i'm dating myself um, only on an airplane i know <laughs> i mean recognizing that those are photoshopped like obviously we can do that i mean what else can we do to challenge this thin ideal in our own selves without maybe we're not like protesters or yeah i think right you don't have to be right? <laughs> you don't have to be an activist right, right? <laughs> to do this i think it's recognizing like you're saying number one a lot of things that we see are fake mm-hmm. um number two recognizing having a, a having an appreciation of beauty that's more broad mm. so recognizing that sometimes it goes back to part of the definition that a person can have this confidence um, or inner personality traits that really shine through and help them to be beautiful. And I, I, I might have mentioned this last time we talked, but we've all had experiences where we met somebody that was physically stunning, mm-hmm. and then we got to know them, and they were a jerk. Mm-hmm. They were just mean. They made us feel bad about ourselves, perhaps. They were no fun to be around. Yeah. And you started to see them as unattractive. Mm-hmm. Conversely, we've all had that experience where you met somebody who didn't knock your socks off, you know, physically at first. You you didn't find them excessively attractive. But as you got to know them and they were kind and they were funny and they were smart and they made you feel good about yourself, you start to see this beauty in this person. Yep. And so I think recognizing that beauty is a dynamic thing and it's not static in living humans. And that goes back to that definition of body, positive body image is someone who has that glow. Yeah. I, I yeah. want to like challenge everyone. I'm all, think of all the people you're around. Who glows? Who glows? <laughs> and and it's probably, it has nothing to do with their actual like yep. their waist size or, right? Or how they present themselves. It yeah, has it, to do with their soul, right? Yeah. Like who they are as a person. The glow challenge. I'm like thinking of that. And, and that's another thing I know you mentioned um, kind of offline when we were talking was surrounding yourself with people. Oh, yes. And a, a, an environment that creates op- space for positive body image. So that was the final thing. They found that women that ha- really had high levels of positive body image, they had friends that didn't engage in a lot of putting themselves down or others down. Um, so supportive, good friends that also wanted to have positive body image, that wanted to respect themselves, respect others. There's, these are people that are probably not highly judgmental people. That's a hard one because I wonder – I mean, I know I've been someone who's talked about body stuff before and maybe been one of the toxic people in the group. So I think first we need to all look at ourselves. Yes. We probably have all engaged in that to some extent. Said something unkind about how someone looked. Right. Said something unkind about how we ourselves looked. And I think this is a challenge for us all to do a little bit better probably. Absolutely. I mean, if we can do that first self-eval how am I mm-hmm, presenting myself? Mm-hmm. Am I a supportive friend? And then look at our immediate environment. Mm-hmm. I love that. Let's find, let's all glow. <laughs> let's all glow. How are you going to glow today? I love right. that. I love that. Well, Erica, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about really, like I said, finishing this conversation about body image and that it's not really just about moving from negative body image to a place of body neutrality, but how can we help people, help ourselves find empowerment in our body and feel comfortable exactly and speaking of helping people find empowerment i have a body image group that's going to be running from january 25th until april 12th it's free um and it's going to be me and chris guider are going to be co-hosting the group and we're really going to try to teach people uh, concepts about positive body image to attain that and to support one another i love it i'm so excited for that group and just for listeners who are tuning in this is going to be a local 
um, group only. In person. It's going to yeah. be in person. So if you are outside of the 505, and I know so many of you are, I'm so sorry. Maybe eventually it will be a virtual group. Well, if we get any interest in mm-hmm. that, maybe that is something that we could do a virtual group. Well, that would be amazing. But until then, for those of you who are in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and if you're interested in this group, I will make sure and link Erica's website and the phone number to call to get plugged into that. Again, it's a free group. It starts January 25th, correct? Tuesday nights, uh, 5 to 6.30, up until April... 22nd or no April 12th sorry awesome so that will be in there for you guys Erica it is always a pleasure and for all of you listening today I just want to challenge you let's all find that inner glow and let's help the girls around us let's support one another in positive ways I love it y'all have a wonderful day cheers and happy glowing Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review, and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.